and Brandon Lovejoy. And Jeff Love. Everybody, welcome back to Let's Go the Running Show, his favorite running podcast. Uh, <laughs> running, running, running. Yeah, I bet you didn't expect for it to start like that, did you, Jeff? Um, welcome back to Let's Go the Running Show, a podcast about running made by runners for everyone, not just runners. Uh, I am Brandon, and he's Jeff. Uh, Jeff, I first wanted to start us off with uh, some great news that I got mm-hmm. after uh, I did some I did some analytics on last week's episode, and mm-hmm. it turns out that we have the number one rated podcast about running in the United States. Man, it happens that fast. Yeah, just you the think United more States people would do that. No, no, no. Number one, it's us after one one week. So. Uh, <laughs> not number one globally yet we we still have some i mm-hmm. think ground to to make up there mm-hmm. we need to mm-hmm. i mean we you know you've got kilometers with klaus it's going to take us a while to catch him or <laughs> uh so you know the, the classic german running podcast right. so yeah um but we'll or, get there we'll or, get there uh, yeah <laughs> did you have one to add jeff all right. Uh, yeah, I think that ship has sailed. You know, it's okay. funny because yeah. um, I listened to our first episode and mm-hmm. it makes me think of other podcasts I listen to where I'm like, uh, can they stop interrupting each other? <laughs> and I think that that's a work in progress for us. Right. And maybe we never get there. Maybe we never no. get there. Um, I mean, I'm not no. interested in listening to what you have to say anyway. <laughs> Right. What's the point of that? Uh, we do. No. We did have, uh, but no. In all seriousness, we had uh, 10, 10 downloads mm-hmm. last week. So that was a okay. a nice round figure. Not not five, not seven okay. downloads, but but ten, Jeff. Uh, and I bet That's a uh, we could probably. <laughs> I bet we could probably even name out who they all were. <laughs> so I think uh, m- myself right. and you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think your wife probably listened. Correct. Um, my my aunt Amy listened. I okay. did co- coerce a couple of friends into listening, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. you know they did the thing where they did just enough to let you know that they listened. They called out specific things <laughs> about it, mm-hmm. so you knew, like, oh, oh, well, sure, surely, <laughs> yeah, they had to have listened. Else, how would they have known that I needed more compression on my voice, Craig? Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> Keelan from work, my work colleague listened. So thank you, Keelan. Okay. Um, I don't even, I'll be honest. I don't even know if my girlfriend listened. So, um, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a little depressing, but, uh, which was funny to because be fair, when she I, has to listen to you a lot. That's very true. So last week we, we kind of left off with, um, we, well, just to recap for all the new listeners who are surely out here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you missed last week's episode, you may want to go back to get your footing. You know, Jeff, what I'm thinking of uh, when it comes to this podcast is uh, uh, it's a lot like building a house, right? We're, mm-hmm. we, we're laying the foundation right now. We, we put in the, the wood, 
you know, the, the boards that you make the house with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, now we're doing the framing uh, drywall. We're framing. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the word. Yeah. We yeah. did. We did the framing. Um, we put down some uh, floorboards, which mm-hmm. I think are also part of a house. Mm-hmm. And now we're putting up um, uh, drywall. And uh, and you know you got to do all this before you can actually start decorating the inside of the house. And eventually we're okay. going to decorate the inside of the house. So we just any have to listeners that we gain at this point, we're going to consider drywall listeners. I think that's exactly right. They're at their drywall okay. listeners. They got in on the drywall level. So um, <laughs> I want you to know we, that I'm doing my part because uh, as far as word of mouth is concerned, I've told absolutely no one that I'm doing a podcast. So okay. uh, that's good. No, I really, yeah. that's good. That's <laughs> excellent way to spread it. So last week we kind of talked about how we got into running, how you started, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you thought you were dying at some point and you wanted right. to shape up. And then I got jealous because uh, you were slimming down and I was still a large tub of goo. And so I decided to start running as well. And then, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of discussed a little bit about our running habits. I thought that today we'd focus a little bit more on that. Though I do know that one thing that we didn't quite get to last week, um, because we had such a uh, a long-winded mama's family discussion, which <laughs> we may very well do again. Right. But um, I don't know yet. We'll just have to see if it happens organically. <laughs> you don't want to force a mama's family uh, conversation, right. right? You still um, have to work on your Eunice impersonation. Exactly. Eunice, mm-hmm. I believe, was one of the mm-hmm. characters from Mama's Family. It, yeah, the I mean, Carol Burnett. Yeah, she's like the main Mama's Family. Although okay. Pinky Lawrence was Mama. Right. Yeah. The night the lights uh, went Carol out in Georgia. Yeah. Carol Burnett was actually, because it started as a skit on the Carol Burnett show before it was okay. a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think, now um, that I think about it, Carol Burnett was not on the show. She was just in the sketch. So it's really just about Vicki Lawrence. I don't remember her character. Really, probably it's Mama. all about Vicky's Lawrence. Um, <laughs> there, there, the, her son. What was his name on the show? Vern? No, that's not right. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe something is. like that. He uh, was the. Uh, he came on to the very end of uh, uh, Andy Griffith's show, which you know I have mm-hmm. a. A very strong uh, boner. passion in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> boner. Um, I was just trying to anticipate where this was going. <laughs> wow, uh, that's I mean, weird. I misread it, but yeah, <clears throat> you sure did. Yeah, yeah, that's no, okay. So, uh, I have a strong passion for the Andy Griffith Show. It um, it helps me sleep. Uh, and mm-hmm. toward the end, the show went off the rails. Andy was leaving and they brought on a character and I can't even, I've watched the later episodes so infrequently. I can't think of what the character's actual job was. I want to say maybe he was a doctor anyway. Uh, and I think that the point was he, he was going to spin off and maybe he did into maybe RFD, which, uh, okay. was the, the, the Andy Griffith spinoff. And uh, he was the main character in it. 
And he, then I, I realized, you know, later having caught an episode of a, a rerun of mama's family, holy shit, we are actually talking about mama's family. Um, yeah, I, I was joking and I did not expect this to happen. So um, mm -hmm. we're going to cut mm -hmm. this. We're cutting all this. Um, should we pivot? I feel like we should leave at least a little bit of it because otherwise, how are people going to learn? Okay. I can also verify that the character's name is Vinton and uh, Vinton. Uh, it was played That's by it. Mr. Ken Berry, who was in yes. uh, quite a few family films uh, back in the day as well, like things such as uh, That Darn Cat and The Cat from Outer Space, maybe? So a lot of cat-related family films is what you're saying. Right. You had a we need a picture and we need it about a zany cat. <laughs> oh, I've got just the man. Um, okay. So thank you for fact-checking that on the spot. That was great. Right. Yeah. What we were going to talk about was your initial jaunt into, mm -hmm. I think, marathoning, right? You mm -hmm. kind of had an interesting mm -hmm. experience there. Why don't you tell me I about did. that? Sure. Um, if you recall, when we left off the other, the last time, in, in the last episode, um, I had been, you know, met up with some friends. They were big runners. They had uh, taken me on a nice 10 mile run and had convinced me that in the spring that we would try um, a half marathon, you know, that I could run a half marathon with them at the, in the uh, St. Louis Go. So as is my custom, I was like, I got to figure out how exactly to prepare for this thing, you know, months in advance, which looking back, if I did 10 miles that day, I was a lot closer than I thought it would be to do a half marathon. But anyway, mm -hmm. I got a book, I got a plan. I did a 12 week training for a uh, half marathon and uh, even, um, and this was important to me. I was like, I'm going to do one training run that is 14 miles. Cause that way I'm absolutely sure that when I get there, I can run 13.1. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're like, um, I've done it. I've crested yeah. the mountain. Yeah. Right. I've taken all the guesswork out of it. <laughs> so, but we also, we're all connected with our Garmin apps, right? So we can see each other's, uh, the miles, the runs everybody does and their accumulative weekly totals and things like that. So it's oh, kind of really? fun to do. Yeah. Is it? You should get on that there. Feels, yeah. no, that feels invasive and weird. I, I use, uh, I use, uh, an Under Armour app and, uh, map my mm -hmm. run. I think it's, you know, sponsored mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. Under Armour or whatever. And I do it just mm -hmm. to track mine and uh, I'll be goddamned if I let anyone else look at that. Nobody's looking at um, what horrible mile times I've had or, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nobody's no, looking that like close that. though, Brandon. Nobody's looking okay. that close. I just look and I'm like, they did more miles than me this week or I need to do a few more miles or, you know, mm. you're not looking that closely. Yeah. I guess sometimes you are, but then you can comment on it too. You need people no. that can make fun of you, your pace and comment on your runs and say, how about, uh, how about you pick up the pace? <laughs> no, I don't think I need that at all. I, uh, in fact, I realized that on my map, my run, when I set it up, I used an alias. So I'm not even on there on my real name because I didn't want someone finding me and being like, Hey, Brandon, is this yeah. you? Yeah. And then like, you never know. I'm not saying I have, have stalkers. But I'm not saying I don't. 
My friends have terrible, weird aliases, so they aren't on there under their real names. Um, so it's pretty funny, but I don't care. Like, I, I've gotten to that point in my life where I realized very few people are really thinking about me, and it's uh, comforting. But anyway, liberating. One might say liberating. I'll never get there, just for the record. But, okay. Okay. Go on. What if you were just connected to me so we could see each other's runs? It feels like that would be an organic uh, evolution for the sake of the show. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I still don't. Uh, no, uh, I'm still not. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. You're a private person, Brandon. I get it. That's why, that's why you've started a, a podcast. <laughs> That's why I write on multiple websites and right. uh, started a right. website, or I mean, started a podcast. Yeah. All right. So you're training. Correct. But anyway, so we got close to uh, the time when we were supposed to do our half marathon, and my friend was like, hey, you know what? With the mileage that you've been putting in every week, you could totally just do a full. And I was like, uh, okay. So, so that's essentially how that change happened. So I trained for a half. The longest I had run was 14 miles. And then I just switched it to doing the full instead and uh, figured that would probably be fine. Um, oh my God. So did you then train up between the 14 you did and the No, by the, by the time by the time I had switched, it was like I was tapering at that point. We got there that morning. I was pretty anxious about it. You know, we all stayed together uh, in St. Louis and got up and started the race. And the first half, I felt amazing, you know, because I had actually – if, if anything, I will follow a plan to my death. If you put it on a piece of paper and say, this is how much you need to run that day, by God, I'm going to fucking run it that day. Um, so I had done all the prep for the half, and I felt great. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever done like a marathon that has a map, uh, half associated with it, you realize like the first half, it's all like cheering fans and signs and just crowds <laughs> full of happy people. And then once you like leave the half marathoners, the marathoners mm -hmm. kind of just like go back out and it looks like a uh, fucking Mad Max Fury Road, you know, just like yeah. desolation and weird chained mutants and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, really? So anyway, this is what happens. Uh, <laughs> Mile oh, yeah. 14. It, it's dark. <laughs> it gets dark quickly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, it was all going pretty well. And then um, I got to probably mile 22. Uh, who, who can remember? And I mean, mm -hmm. I basically just kind of hit the wall. You know, um, my friend was trying to convince me that, hey, we can kind of just take it easy and make sure that we stop at all the aid stations and maybe we'll walk through the aid stations. And, you know, and I was like, uh, no, that's not how this works. I'm supposed to run the, run the whole damn thing, and I don't need, I don't, I don't need to hydrate that much. I don't need to eat that much. Um, I'm just gonna keep on plowing ahead, and uh, then you know you hit that wall, and all of a sudden it's just like you're delirious and in a mental fog of some sort, and every step is an exercise in suffering at that point. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, uh, then my hamstrings started cramping up, so I would have to stop mm-hmm. and stretch. And then, but I didn't, still didn't want to just stop because I felt like somehow that was losing. So I would stop and stretch them out in them. And if they felt better, I would just start running again. Um, <laughs> but it was just the absolute worst. And they were running with me. And uh, the funny thing is, is that, uh, at some point, when they finished their like 50th, they've done like 50, um, the 50 states, uh, they kind of gathered a book of like quotes and things like that, or some sort of a, a list of quotes from each. And uh, the, I got I made the list because my quote was, um, some people sometimes people don't want to talk and that's okay. Um, <laughs> which is really the, the nicest possible way that a person can tell someone to shut the fuck up while they're trying to run a marathon. So yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So, so anyway, I finished, mm-hmm. uh, I got my, my medal, got my bottle of water. I saw <laughs> my wife and I immediately started to uncontrollably weep I'm and sure. then, uh, said that was so hard. That was so fucking hard. That's <laughs> just what I kept saying. <laughs> wow. And at that point I, I swore that I would never, uh, run another marathon in my life. That, that yeah. was it. And you've done how many since then? Um, I've done a total of 10 that are 26 oh or longer. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, you clearly are a man of happened. your word and you stuck by that, <laughs> yeah. that decision to yeah. never again. Right. So I wanted to talk about kind of what we run on a weekly basis because our Mm -hmm. obviously it is different again uh and and it's different for you i'm sure when you're in the middle of training for a specific race um mine is much more steadfast and uh so on Mm -hmm. any given week i i mean i try and run five days a week or so okay it it really um you know, it, it wasn't that regular. I, I would say I, I was doing it like three days a week. And then um, and then the whole plague descended upon the earth uh, in, in 2020. And we all started working from home and then you couldn't go anywhere. And so uh, I was mm. just at home and then I wanted to get out. So I wasn't going stir crazy. And so... I started thinking, okay, well, maybe some days I'll just kind of walk, like just have mm-hmm. a nice relaxing walk. But I've also realized that, God, this sucks. Like this is boring and, and I could be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting somewhere much faster if I ran. And so uh, <laughs> instead of walking three miles or walking four miles, uh, I started going like, okay, well, I've got to at least run the first mile and then I'll get that out of the way and then I'll let myself walk mm-hmm. a little. And then it was mm-hmm. like, well, I'll run a mile and then maybe I'll walk a mile, but then I'll run a mile again. So, mm-hmm. so I still kind of do that to this day um, in order to just kind of break it up. So I'll have what, you know, what are straight running days and then I'll yeah. have days that are not full running, but end up being half running anyway. So, um, in the course are you of almost, week, uh, are you almost doing intervals at that point? Kind you know of. I mean? yeah. 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 I, I feel like I do around, uh, 15 to 20 miles a week and various things can influence that, you know, mm-hmm. um, raining, is it raining? Um, how busy am I at work? Because again, mm-hmm. 
um, I've gotten into such this habit of doing it in the middle of the day, like on a lunch break, that if uh, I can't, if I have too many meetings, and uh, I'm a very important person at work, Jeff, as you know, <laughs> and it's I'm only getting more important as time goes on. So right. um, as my importance grows, uh, so does my uh, you know requirement to be in meetings and, mm. and such. And so less time I can run. Um, I do like to go to the gym on a day where I'm going to lift. I'll do that mm -hmm. before work. And so um and so then that like i i haven't really it's been years since i've been a frequent morning runner but i've kind of thought right. maybe i need to kind of start trying to get back into that because i don't mm -hmm. go lift every day so on the days when i do that maybe i should try and run in the morning instead but i did that last week i mm -hmm. uh, i actually had a lifting day and then i knew i wouldn't have a chance to run in the middle of the day that day and so i went ahead and ran at the gym on the treadmill and so yeah. That's a weird day, though. I mean, you're sapped pretty fast if you lift and then you just hop on a treadmill yeah. and run three miles. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's typically my week. I, this past week looking, I think I did 11 miles. So, mm -hmm. running. And so, that was kind of a lighter week. I did have a – I had two back-to-back -back days where I didn't do anything. That was unusual. <clears throat> um yeah, I mean, it's just it's mm -hmm. kind of one of those things where you have things mm -hmm. pop up. Um, days yeah. where I go into the office, it's harder. So, yeah, you know, I think that that's kind of a, a hurdle that I had to get over that I still haven't gotten over, which is I like my routine and I like to run in the morning. And so, like, if I didn't run in the morning, I immediately am just like, well, I guess I didn't run today. And mm. eventually it occurred to me, hey, you can run other times. <laughs> and and that, that'll work too. But, uh, you know, kind of getting past that thought of it has to be at this exact time or else it's just not going to happen at all. That's a tough challenge. Yeah. But also a tough challenge is running at fucking 5 p.m. I'm oh, yeah. I'm dead weight by by uh, five p.m. So mm -hmm. on the weird occasions where I've had to do that for whatever reason, and it's like mm -hmm. oh, 4 p.m. and I need to run, uh, uh, those runs are those are bad. You know, what's the worst, Brandon, is uh, on one of these ultra training plans that I do or that I've, I've kind of tried to work through um, on Wednesdays, it does what's called a, it's a split day. And so it's like uh, four in the morning, four in the afternoon. Oh. So then you're like before work and after work, you're trying to get that in. And that's a real drag. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Sweet Jesus. No, thank you. Mm. Um, so you um you're running again kind of varies greatly depending on mm -hmm. whether you're training for something mm -hmm. or not mm -hmm. um you know like if you're not in the middle of, so obviously your training plan is very regimented when you're training for a, a race when mm -hmm. you're not in a race mode what do you typically mm -hmm. run you know i kind of i kind of have a pattern that i always kind of stick with and it started because i was uh, doing, I was lifting three days a week and this is pre pandemic. Right. So, um, we, you know, um, I was in the gym three days a week doing a circuit class. Mm -hmm. And so I would do short runs either before or after the lift on those days and then longer runs on like Tuesday, Thursday, and then on the weekends. But, you know, once pandemic hit, I was not nearly as good about lifting that's never been my strong suit. And even now, 
I'm lifting maybe once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And so I still keep that same rhythm, which is a little bit shorter on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, a little bit longer on Tuesday, or Thursday, and Saturday, and then maybe a, the longest one of the week, whatever that's going to be, would probably be Sunday morning. Really? Um, and that kind of, yeah, and that kind of aligns with um, some of the training plans that I do. And so the rhythm kind of stays the same. And then when you kind of move into that training period, then it's just a matter of adjusting the distances. Um, right. The, the challenge wanted- gets to be trying to lift. And when those l- runs get longer, that are supposed to happen that day, how to fit all that in. So, yeah. And then um, you just go like, who the hell am I? I'm not, uh, this isn't my job. So like, right. <laughs> how, much, how much time can I devote to physical fitness? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, being a, a man right. of a certain age. Um, but it's good. Yeah. The thirties are rough. Um, you know, when I first started running, I kind of had to just convince myself that, um, there's no excuse not to run on any given day because I can control how early I get up. Right. So mm-hmm. that's why I started running in the morning is because, um, you know, I think that for such a long time, I blamed my schedule or other people's expectations of me and everything I had to do with not doing it. And ultimately to get myself to where I was like, I'm going to do this every day. I had to say, it's on, it's on me. And if I have to get up at four in the morning to do it, I'll get up at four in the morning to do it. But um, that doesn't mean it doesn't suck. <laughs> it sucks hard. Yeah. Uh, so and- mileage wise per week, I'd say when I'm not trying to train for something in particular, I mean, I'm probably 30, 30 to 35 in a, in a week, in a regular week, just kind of following that pattern. So, yeah. um, okay. it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it all ebbs and flows. I don't know what, but I was, I thought I was going to make a weird joke there and I made myself laugh and then I forgot the joke. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's good. I, yeah. we're ta- you know, it's that almost 5 PM. It's just that it's that time of day where everything quits working on my body, my brain, the witching hour, my <laughs> 5 PM, AKA the witching hour. <laughs> It's all I can do to choke down a few vegetables and uh, brush my teeth and not fall asleep, you know, on the floor. So at 5 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it's man. Yeah, I I should probably see a doctor. I don't know. This last week I had a run. I wanted to mm-hmm. share with you. Um, something mm-hmm. fun that happened it we had a day we had a lot of rain this past week off and on and and i do think that that kind of factored into a lighter run week for me because um mm-hmm. uh, i'm a giant pussy jeff i'm just gonna come right out and say it and uh i'm very uh, averse to inclement weather and when I say inclement weather, I mean there's precipitation, but also mm-hmm. the heat. So this is a really bad time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been. Will you the, ever run in the rain? Oh yeah, no, I have, and and sometimes mm-hmm. it accidentally happens. I don't know sure. that uh, I ever really. I have before set out to do it on purpose, but I prefer not to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was actually you know very thunderstormy this past week though right. uh, off and on throughout the course of the day and so there was a day that it uh, had rained heavily in the morning i went out over lunch to run it hadn't rained mm-hmm. in a while i was on a path or a trail i don't know what you call it not i think the distinction being that a path is paved right so is that fair is that, sure. we, that, that okay. sounds right i mean I, we uh, can go by that definition it may not be anybody else's well, I, when I think of trails, I think of, you know, nature and raccoons frolicking and whatever else. Uh, I run mostly on paths through woods. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple at a park near me and that's my preferred running place, right? Because you're not okay. uh, dealing with traffic. You're mm-hmm. uh, you're dealing with other pedestrians to some degree kind of depending on the time of day and the time of year and that sort of thing um but you know that is what it is so i was uh heading heading toward my regular running path and i was kind of on a a side thing and um uh there was a giant puddle Mm -hmm. and when i say puddle i I mean small lake that had mostly Mm -hmm. uh taken over an entire stretch of of path and there was no getting around it, um, mm-hmm. but there was part of this uh, fence, and there's this nice wooden fencing that, I don't know, evokes uh, a real Silver Dollar City vibe or something. I don't know. The city, <laughs> the city put it up uh, along this path during you know certain stretches of this path. But uh, what I can only assume are vandalist teens. Uh, have mm-hmm. destroyed this fencing. They they take it apart and I don't know, whack each other with it or whatever. <laughs> um, one of these uh, posts or long stretches of fence was kind of laid to the side of the puddle, and so mm-hmm. in my brain uh, I kind of slowed down and I go, oh, I can use this as like a bridge across this puddle. And uh, thinking that the whole thing was flat, the top I could see was flat, mm-hmm. not really realizing that the underside that was submerged in the puddle was kind of rounded. So I stepped mm. on it and I got about two steps into it. I wasn't running. I wasn't trying to do anything crazy. I was just going to walk across mm-hmm. it and then continue my run. Uh, right. And I just ate shit. I just got two steps in <laughs> and I just arm legs flew out from under me. My arms were mm-hmm. caterwauling. I uh, went straight into the muddy, dirty water and uh, I ended up looking like a real swamp thing. Half of my side, my whole left side was covered with just like mud and shit and leaves. And um, so the best part <laughs> so was like a shit swamp. I, I think it was shit. Yeah, <laughs> at least at least animal shit. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. got up and I, you know, I kind of, you know, did a check and made sure that all my pieces were still functioning. And mm-hmm. I was surprised at how little I actually my, mm-hmm. you know, I scraped some skin like on the inside of my right wrist. But other than that, like it was, uh, you know, I was none the worse for the wear. I looked again no and like. Yeah. And so I got up and then uh, I got about, you know, 15 feet beyond that and um, Mm -hmm. came across an attractive lady runner going the opposite Mm -hmm. way. And Mm -hmm. she looked at me like we did the thing Mm -hmm. where you you see another runner and you kind of smile for a second and Mm -hmm. maybe you're going to do a wave. And then like I saw Mm -hmm. her smile just go flat because then she saw Mm -hmm. that I was like I clearly Mm -hmm. had been down in the creek 
bike mm-hmm. and and was probably <laughs> up to no good um mm-hmm. and her eyes just what, yeah yeah what you've described is pretty much anyone who encounters me on a run uh falling into a swamp or, or no um just uh, the look mm-hmm. of sheer terror yeah and concern and i think it's a combination of concern that i might try to uh, engage with them in any kind of way and also concern for my health that i might just drop dead at any moment <laughs> yeah and then they went home and they told their wife about you like honey you're not gonna believe this guy i saw on my run <laughs> he was right. kind of lumbering along mm-hmm. uh he looked like... lumbering is a great way to put it yeah <laughs> um so did anything uh did you anything happen to you this week while you were running jeff Hey, let me ask you a clarifying question first on this fall. Um, okay. I just got to get the visual. Were you full? Like, did you spring forward on your fall? Was it a side? It was a sideways fall because you got your left side predominantly. What kind of fall? Can you just describe that it, fall for us just to make sure we got a good visual representation? Yeah, it was it was all left side. So my mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the 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 plank was on the right mm-hmm. side of the pond, okay. and uh, I've given up on calling it a puddle, Jeff. God damn it, it wasn't a puddle; it was a pond. Okay, okay. All right. So uh, the plank was on the right side. I, so my legs went up and a- up and out to the right, and mm-hmm. the, my body mm-hmm. fell to the left. And I I mm-hmm. had a moment where I tr- you know started thinking I was going to be able to catch myself. <laughs> so my my. my my legs found grounding just to the left of the plank and it was like a thing where you know you your momentum is just too much at that point and so i got like two steps like thinking like i'm gonna save myself and then i was like oh shit, i'm not and then uh just like left elbow and left side went straight into the the murky muddy depths of mm-hmm. this hell pond and uh <laughs> the rest of me mostly stayed okay it was interesting okay and yeah and then i got up and uh you know i mm-hmm. i continued my run because what are you gonna do okay and uh, yeah, I mean, you. it wasn't. Yeah, no, and, and you know, I made sure that I wasn't, uh, you know, crippled in any form or fashion. Yeah. And yeah, once I was I sure, mean, once that, you're I, out there, what what else are you gonna do? Right, like go home and cry about it. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, what happened with you this week? Anything? Um, let's see. I did miss a couple of days, which was an interesting phenomenon. I think that it probably was the same day you're talking about because I, I tend to run in the morning and I looked outside and it was raining pretty hard mm-hmm. and gave it a hard nope. Okay. Um, and then missed Friday because we were traveling. So hmm. um, I prefer not to miss two days in a week. Um, but, um, you know, I think it's probably good for me too, because I kind of get into this mode where I can't miss ever. So, you know, it's, you kind of, it's good to kind of live in that tension between being committed to what you're wanting to do and then also being kind to yourself and saying, hey, you're, you can be kind to yourself even if you didn't run today, you're okay. <laughs> so I had that, which is, that's a real challenge for me. No, um, I, I get it. And, and I, I get it. And I think for me, a big thing about the running, and I think I've, I've mentioned this to you, not on a podcast but in the real world um right that it's uh there's such a mental thing for me 
as well that I just, mm-hmm. and I mean, you hear that time and time again about getting physical ac- exercise activity and what that can do for your mental health. And to me, mm-hmm. that's a huge component of it. And sure. there's a marked difference for me mood wise when I don't get any sort of run in. So, right. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, if you take all these conversations, you start to, there's a pattern here. And then some of this is just about swapping out bad addictions for better addictions. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) That's very true. Um, Let's see what else did I do this week? I typically run alone and I like to Mm -hmm. run alone and I like to be alone. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, You know, I'm alone with my thoughts. I like to listen Mm -hmm. to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, and things like that. So I did run with somebody this week. Um, mm. There's a guy that lives in our neighborhood that I know that's a friend of mine um, that will run together from time to time. And mm. I ran with him on Tuesday. Um, it was it was good, but I always have to kind of get past this. He'll send me a text to be like, want to run tomorrow? And I'll be like, my first thought is no. I had planned to listen to a particular <laughs> podcast tomorrow. And now I'm going to be mm-hmm. all out of whack. Yeah. Um, and then I realized, well, maybe human interaction with, uh, you know, a, human a being. friend, you know, mm. somebody that, you know, you can trust them and they can trust you and you can talk about how your lives are going is probably a good thing. Mm. At least that's probably what some people might say. Yeah. Um, maybe not Brandon. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but it was it was actually pretty good. It's it's funny because he's in a lot better shape than I am and he's faster and so, um, you know, we start out and it's a little faster than I normally start out. And my first mile is always the worst. You know, I would say the first mile is the worst mile. Yeah. The firster is the worster. <laughs> yeah. That's what they, Your yeah. body's trying to adjust. Um, and the, but then immediately we're also supposed to be having a conversation. And so oh, we're going faster than I want to. And my fat ass is just trying to adjust to the fact that it is now running. And then I'm Mm. just, you can hear me loudly breathing and trying to say sentences in between. (laughs) (laughs) What are you you watching now? Yeah. Well, it's Mm -mm. funny because he'll say sometimes, he'll be like, man, you're just such a, you're, you're good at just listening. You know, you're a good friend. And I'm like, I'm too, I'm too fucking tired to talk. You can say yeah. anything you want. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's actually really, it's really good to be able to do that from time to time. So uh, it's, it's good that he kind of forces me out of my comfort zone. Um, and I think that that's, uh, you know, I think that I've been, uh, I kind of have this whole idea that my, one of my core values that I was raised with this community, right? Community is important, at least that there's something about me that thinks that that's true. And I think that that's why, like, I try to encourage people or even like you, I'm like, you should do a, an actual run. Mm-hmm. And you're like, nope. But yeah. um, that's my favorite thing about those types of events is that the running, running has a particular community and culture Um, that's actually pretty cool when you start to get involved in stuff like that. And, uh, for people like us who may be, may lean towards the being cave dwellers, um, you know, those types of things are probably can be pretty positive. So there you go. I I missed two runs this week and I ran with a friend. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, I, 
that uh, running with a friend running with another person yeah that just i mean that's a whole pandora's box i have i mean i feel like we, we do need to get into that at some point i think that's probably mm-hmm. its own show topic but it's mm-hmm. the whole idea of it is horrifying to me um i can't <laughs> i can't conceptually think of a situation mm-hmm. where i want to do that run with someone mm-hmm. and then you're yeah you're mm-hmm. having a conversation and you're fucking mm-hmm. just spitting on them while you're trying to and you're just out of breath and uh yeah and the whole yeah is this person faster than me and who's you know Mm -hmm. slowing down for who and Mm -hmm. i can't it's just too much man uh so um i'm glad you enjoy it and that's cool okay So I used to build multiple running playlists. I think within my um, uh, Apple Music environment, I have like 10 running playlists. And at a certain point, I was like, what's the point of having multiple running playlists? Like, why not just combine them all together and then just add as I go? And then I'll just have the world's longest, most eternal running playlist. So I have that. And... uh, and so what I I think I've uh, added most recently that I, I think has become an all-time favorite for me, Jack White came out with an album last year called Fear of the Dawn. And uh, mm-hmm. the first three tracks on that album kind of flow into one another, and they're all fairly short. So it's really ideal for a run where I've spent most of the run listening to a podcast, but I kind of want to finish it out strong. Mm -hmm. I will play those three songs and it's taking me back and it goes right into fear of the dawn and it goes right into the white Raven. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm um, the album came out last year. I like every run was listening to those three songs after listening to podcast. And then, uh, it kind of reignited because my daughter, uh, she secretly really likes Jack White. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for a while it wasn't a secret. And then at a certain point, she started getting too cool within this past year. And she only admits to like being a Taylor Swift fan. Mm-hmm. But um, for some reason, very recently, she once again started getting back into Jack White. But it's so weird. She won't actually listen to it with her mom. It's exclusively listening to it with me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she has her favorite Jack White songs. I introduced her because during that absence where she was not acknowledging her love of Jack White uh, is mm-hmm. when that album came out. And so uh, I introduced her to those three songs because I know they're her speed. She likes the upbeat kind of driven uh, you know, stuff. And so those three songs mm-hmm. are all in that vein. And so she actually has gotten into those three songs. And so I've started rerunning to those. So Jeff... Uh, what uh what's your song of the week um okay um that's a really good story i i I, uh i like that it's good to have those things to share with uh you know my daughter and i have songs that we share too but we'll we'll get into that another time i think um i also have one massive running playlist because Mm -hmm. um I usually will draw from it to make smaller playlists. So like I mentioned last week, I, I bow to the God of the shuffle typically. So once I play it, whatever comes up is what I'm going to run to. Right. Um, 
But then what I'll do is if I have a run coming up and I want to kind of build something, I'll just like pull from that to build like a mini playlist that's like a subset or whatever for however long that I want to have it to, to run to. So particular events or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, my all-time favorite song to run to, or at least the one that's been on every playlist I've made since I kind of started running again like eight years ago. Um, the good news is is that it's more recent than Dream On, but it is still an, a bit of an older song. Um, and that song is, it's the song Slither by Velvet Revolver. Oh, Are you okay. familiar with this song? I'm not, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Velvet, Velvet Revolver. Revolver. 2004 it's okay. uh members of guns and roses mm-hmm, slash mm-hmm. and duff yep. mckagan yep uh, along with um scott wyland who was yes. the lead singer of the stone temple pilots um <laughs> i by the way i like the way you did the enunciation on stone temple pilots that was uh yeah. you sounded like you've never heard that band name before so that was good <laughs> <laughs> go on <laughs> Can you tell me about that band? Because I haven't ever heard them before. I just was. Uh, yeah, founded in 1992 by brothers Dean and John DeLeo. No, that's not right. They're brothers in the band. Anyway. The guitarists and the bassist are brothers. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Eric Kretz is the drummer, I want to say. And then, of course, Scott Wyland, RIP. Okay. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Go on. God rest his soul. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's the kind that's the kind of music I, I tend towards, right? It's hard driving guitar oriented rock, right? Sure. Um, and I love Slash, one of my favorite guitar players, and uh, so um, you know, it's kind of just something that I added early on. The pace was exactly right, and um, you know, I just run a lot faster when that song comes on, which is why I won't put it on necessarily if it's for, if I'm going to run an event where it's longer because it's, it makes me run too fast. Yeah. So like to, today I was like, I'm going to test this one out because I'm going to talk about this one today. So mm-hmm. after my podcast, I was like putting this song on, I actually ignored the shuffle, chose mm-hmm. this song in particular, and then um, looked down in my, mile pace had like dropped by a full minute you know two minutes into the song so (laughs) for some reason that's the song that resonates to me and i like Mm -hmm. i said i love the solo and uh it gets me to run hard every single time it's a it's a good one on that note uh we're approaching an hour which is disgusting um nobody's (laughs) gonna listen to this whole thing so I'm going to try and edit it down to a uh, svelte 45 minutes at least. Okay. Okay. So the the real challenge will be uh, what gets cut. And the real mystery will be uh, how much Mama's Family Talk remains in this episode. So Um, you can have to leave a little bit of it. It feels like now that's just what we do. I know. Well, (laughs) we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, until next time, I don't know. Go run.